Hello and welcome to another episode of the Thrivebetic podcast. My name is Kate and today I am so excited. I am talking with my really good friend from college. Her name is Heather Olson and we are talking all about traveling with diabetes. Heather is also a type 1 diabetic and we actually studied abroad together in college and went to Florence, Italy for five weeks. It was the most amazing trip And on top of that, Heather has also been to other countries around the world and just traveled across the United States as well. So she has lots of great tips for us on how to get through security, an essential packing list for diabetics, um, and even just how to enjoy yourself on your trip despite the highs and lows and the complications of being a diabetic. So I am super excited to share this episode with you is full of amazing advice and tips for traveling. So with all that being said, let's get into it. Please welcome Heather Olson. show. Hi Kate, thanks for having me. All right, so we are going to talk all about traveling and your experiences and all that. But before that, why don't you just give a little bit about your diagnosis story and how long you've had diabetes for? So I was diagnosed on March 23rd, which is actually my dad's birthday. And I was seven, just about to be going on eight. And I was just having like a really hard time like I fell down a couple times. I was lightheaded and just the normal stuff. So um, I've actually been diabetic for 15 years this year. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So we've had like, we're right around the same because my 14 years coming up this year. Yeah. So yeah. But did you go into DKA or anything like that? Like a coma when you um, got it? Yeah, I was actually in my, it scared my mom a lot because like when I tell people, even they're just like, you were in a coma and it's like, well, not really, but um, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was, my blood sugar was like super, super high. So oh my crazy. yeah, I remember cause like I didn't, well, I guess I passed out at the hospital, but I didn't like go into like a coma or anything like that. But I remember yeah. getting super sick after I got diagnosed and just like feeling horrible. But yeah, that's about how I was too. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So we can jump in to traveling stuff so Heather and I have been we um studied abroad together so we've been out of the country together and then Heather you've been to like Germany Mexico I think you've been to like lots of different places outside of the United States traveling so um and even though we're in a pandemic right now so it's not like completely (laughs) relevant but people are still traveling and travel will open up again so I think this will be helpful to just talk about like what things um, did you do you bring with you when you're traveling like a packing list and tips for even just like being on a long plane ride what would you say for that yeah so I have a whole list of things for packing so obviously you're going to want to bring your insulin and then another thing that I bring is my pump supplies so and I don't know the exact word I just call it my inserter yeah that's and then like I bring the cartridge and needles that way I can fill that up. And then um, for my CGM stuff, I would bring like my inserter, my wipes. And then for the wipes, I have adhesive remover and skin tack that I use. 
And then I always just bring like an extra set of needles, like the old fashioned needles when you first start, just in case like your pump breaks down or something like that. Yeah. And then I always bring, so even with having the CGM, just in case your CGM malfunctions, I would bring like a meter and test strips just for backup. And then your pump charger too, because my new pump, which Kate has, she just got the tandem one too. Um, we have the pump charger. So I would bring that. And then another thing I was going to say too, is I usually pack double the amount of stuff just because if you run into problems when you're overseas, you don't want to have to like hunt everything down and try and figure that out and whatnot. So that's a good one to know too. And then also another thing that I learned when we went to Italy was that you can bring a loaner pump. Like if you contact the pump company, you can actually like contact them and say like, Hey, I'm going overseas. Like, can I have a loaner pump for six weeks or whatever, just in case wow. for a backup. And I know when Kate and I went to Italy, she actually had like a backup pump. So we were prepared either way. So yeah, well, so yeah. for mine, like I, it was weird because I got my new insulin pump. I remember like I got the, I think it was a 640 G Medtronic. And then the deal was since they were just coming out with the 670, they said that if you get the 640, when the 670 comes out, they'll send you that one too. And so that's like what happened for me. Like I have the 640 already. They sent me the 670 and I was actually supposed to send the old one back, but I took it with us to Italy instead. <laughs> then I just sent it back once we got back from that trip. So we would have an yeah. extra pump, but I didn't know that you could like contact them and be like, Hey, can I just have a backup pump? That's really yeah. good to know. Do you know if that's just for, Medtronic or is that for like any I think I honestly think it's for any company my doctor I think ended up telling me about that and he was like oh contact them like they should be able to give you a loaner pump because honestly I don't know what I would do if like we were in Italy and my pump failed I feel like (laughs) I I would panic for sure oh my gosh yeah (laughs) yeah because that would suck to have to be um like the needles for that long to mm-hmm. be there for five weeks. So yeah. yeah, I do remember getting a prescription for um, some backup insulin pens and then like the needles too to have those on hand and then packing like way extra for yeah. you things. had like enough if both you and I failed. <laughs> yeah. Like I was like so worried about it. I was like, I'm just gonna bring way, way, way extra. But yeah. it made me feel better. So yeah, do you have anything else on your list? Um, I think one thing that I have actually for like my tips actually to um, just kind of like pack snacks because this is something like when we went to Italy, like Kate actually packed so many snacks, like she had granola bars, she had fruit snacks. And I was like, Oh, I'll just, I'll do it when I get there. And then it's just like, Oh, this is, yeah, it's, it, it's harder. And then it's just like more money that you have to spend. So I would say pack like whatever your low snacks are, especially you can just like throw one in your purse if you're going to go wander for the day. And then I have a couple other tips just for when you're traveling and whatnot. So what I did was I just made a list and I just was like, okay, do I have this? Do I have this? Because like, I feel like it was going to be a big deal if I forgot something because mm-hmm. just stress you out more on your trip. Um, yeah. So just make sure you have everything you leave before, make sure you have everything you need before you leave the house. 
And then another thing I do too is I pack all of my diabetes stuff in my carry-on bag because if your luggage like goes missing, then you have nothing and hard telling like two people we were with, they didn't get bags for like two weeks. Like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, Not having it would be a huge thing. So I always pack everything in my carry-on that way I have it just in case um, something happens. And then another thing I would say too, is just basically make sure like you consult with your doctor or something, because he told me about the loaner pump that I didn't even know was a thing or Mm -hmm. even just like consulting with Kate before we went, just kind of like, okay, like what did you pack or what did you pack? Or like, you know, things like that, that way someone might know something you don't know. So I feel like those are some good tips for when you're traveling. Yeah, it's definitely good to talk to your doctor about it, especially if you're going on, like, a really long trip. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, we were there for five weeks, so that was a pretty long time. And then also, like, if you're going out of the country, you definitely want to talk to a doctor about that to just, like, ask if they have any tips for you or anything. And um, what you were saying, too, about the snacks. I remember bringing so many snacks (laughs) with us to Italy, like, just filling my bag, like, wherever I could put them. And that was so helpful. Like, I didn't even realize how helpful mm-hmm. that was going to be because, um, like you said, it was kind of difficult to get snacks there for some reason. Mm-hmm. Like, they just, I mean, in Italy especially, like, they have different foods there. So mm-hmm. I was so happy that I brought just, like, a ton of my own stuff. And then the other thing is, too, is, like, if you're traveling for, like, I don't even remember how long our flight was, like, nine hours or something like that. Um, you're traveling like, for like, a really long time. And then once you get to your destination, like the first thing that you want to do is not go to like the grocery store or whatever and get all the stuff that you need. So it's definitely good to just like have it all with you. Yeah, definitely. And I think too, we ended up having like more snacks when we left. Like <laughs> we didn't even use all of your fruit yeah. snacks because you pack so many. Yeah. Yeah. I had so many of them and just so much extra supplies, but it's just better to like have way extra if you can fit it than yeah. to not have enough. So I definitely recommend just piling in whatever you can for that. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Other than that, for packing supplies, I have a couple. Um, if you're traveling somewhere warm, definitely bringing like an ice pack, the ones that you can like refreeze and all that is good to have on hand um, in case you're going to the beach or whatever. You can, like, pack that in your bag. But that would be something that would have to go in a checked bag if it's, like, over two ounces because it's liquid. So I guess if you don't have a checked bag, then you could just, like, buy that when you get to your destination. But I think that was something that was pretty easy to bring with us was, like, the ice pack for that. And then the other thing was too that I learned recently I went on a trip to Colorado to see my brother and the elevation change was so different there and that was like kind of a big issue um so what did that like how did that affect your blood sugars so I guess like I didn't really realize that there was something to do with elevation that would like affect blood sugars and stuff like that but um, I wouldn't think that either Yeah, but so I looked it up and like, I guess because of higher elevation, you can have some insulin resistance because the carbohydrates aren't being like metabolized as well. There's something to do with that. Um, I would like look that up for sure and like double check. or Like why am I 300 right now? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) but um, that was something that I had to look out for too. And then, I mean, the other thing is too, is like, I even had a little bit of trouble like changing my pump site 
when I was there just because like the elevation change I'm gonna say this wrong but like the insulin vial like since I was going to a higher altitude I think it like I couldn't get the insulin out as well if that makes sense like I had to put air into it Mm. because of the elevation change when you were like doing your pump stuff was it like really hard to pull the insulin down that's so weird harder to get out because of yeah the elevation change and yeah I don't know how to like describe that exactly but Mm -hmm. that's the best way that I can describe it and then because of that also you can get like air bubbles in your um pump like in the tubing too Mm -hmm. because of the elevation change so those are things to just like look out for um I was just like checking my blood sugar a lot more often when I was there to make sure and then um I like upped my basal rate a little bit too to try to help with that but yeah before you make any changes to your pump obviously like ask your doctor about all that stuff and see what they know about it but yeah yeah, that's crazy I honestly I feel like I would never have thought that something like that would happen. And I just feel like, you know, having that information now is going to help you so much if you decide to go back too. Yeah, exactly. I know. It's so hard. Like you just don't know how things will affect you until you get there. And then you're like, oh shoot, of course, like (laughs) this thing is going wrong or whatever. Right. But yeah. Do you have anything else on your packing list for what to bring with diabetes? I think that's all. Okay, cool. So then let's move on to getting through TSA because this is like one of the biggest stressors for me. I mean, I think most people are like stressed out when they have to go through the airport. I don't know why. It's just like you have to get to your gate on time. You don't want to miss your flight. And then like you have to go through long lines, long lines. Everyone's rushing. Like it's already a stressful thing. And then like having to think about diabetes on top of that is so, so stressful sometimes. So what do you have for tips for getting through TSA? Yeah. So like Kate said, you know, I just, I feel like I get anxiety about going to the airport just because I know like being diabetic, there's just other steps we have to take in order to get through. And for the longest time, I actually didn't know that you couldn't go through with your pump on. So probably for like five or six years, I was like still going through it with my pump on, like the scanner machines and everything. But, you know, obviously now I don't do that. So I have a couple tips that I just want to share with you guys for when I go to the airport. So one of my diabetic friends actually told me that there's a number that you can call ahead of time to TSA and just say like, hi, I'm diabetic and I'm going to be traveling. Could you have someone assist me when I get through security or something? So then what they do is they meet you at the gate and they're supposed to come out and help you. But I ended up, that didn't work really for me. So um, the person was just kind of like standing there with me and they didn't really do anything. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I'll use this again, but it's a useful tip, you know, different people might do different things at different airports. So you can always call a number and see if someone can help you along the process and just kind of like be your advocate. Yeah. And then what I do too is when I get up there, I just say like, hi, I'm diabetic and I'm going to need a female pat down so I don't have to go through the machine. And then I also just feel like sometimes it's best to travel with someone because I got held up at the airport one time and I was like stuck waiting 30 minutes for 
a female person to come because it was all guys and the guys can't do it. So my bags were like way already off the belt. And I was just like waiting there. And luckily, like I had my mom and sister and they grabbed my bags, but it was just like really time consuming. So at least if you have someone to like grab your bags and get your stuff, I feel like that can help. But if you don't, you know, you can just like make sure you're vocal with the people and be like, those are my bags. Like you need to pull them. Cause I'm still standing over here. Yeah. Um, another thing is you want to make sure you pull out your insulin so that that doesn't go through like the x-ray machine mm-hmm. because it can make your blood sugars weird or like have high blood sugars. And you definitely don't want that on your trip. Um, and then just basically, you know, telling them that you're diabetic. I think that that is the best thing because they're going to be like, Oh, you know, when I have gone through the scans, what is that? And then you have to just be like, it's an insulin pump. So making sure you just let them know. Um, and then I like, like I said, you just got to mentally prepare that sometimes things don't go as smooth as you'd like. Mm -hmm. And just try not to get yourself worked up. Like it's just one little step and then you get to go on your vacation and have a good time. So that's just kind of some steps that I do to get through TSA. Yeah, and definitely, like, getting there super early, especially if you are someone who's already anxious at the airport, and if you know that it might take you longer to get through security because Mm -hmm. you're diabetic, like, just getting there with, like, tons of extra time helps so much. Um, That definitely, like, relieves a lot of anxiety for me. And the last time that I traveled, so I've I've heard different things um, with traveling, like, and going through the scanner with a pump and all that. I've done both, like, because with you, Heather, we've done, like, the pat-downs and stuff like that, which I don't mind, but like you said, sometimes you are just, like, sitting there waiting, and sometimes it's just, like, kind of awkward because people... Everybody's looking at you. Yeah, people, like, don't know if you're waiting to, like, go through the scanner, like, because you're just, like, standing off to the side. It's weird, but, like, whatever. It makes you uncomfortable. It's just, like, ugh, this sucks. Yeah, and so I've definitely done that before, which works, and it's fine. I always just, like take like a Ziploc bag and then I'll put like all of my insulin and like stuff that can't go through the x-ray. Um, I'll put that in a bag so I have it all together. So it's easy for me to just like grab out of my own bag and hold onto with me. Mm-hmm. Um, but last time I was traveling, um, I was talking with a TSA agent and she said that you can go through the scanner with your pump on because it's not an x-ray. It's literally just like a body scanner And then um, she said, like, the fastest thing to do if you don't want to get patted down is to, like, grab the bag with, like, your medication and insulin in it and just say, like, this can't go through the x-ray. It needs to be, like, um, tested, like, whatever they do for the bomb testing thing. Uh Well, and then they swap your hands, too. So, So, like, you could – you just, like, hand it to them, like, the people Uh who are watching the bags go through and just say, like, it can't go through. So then they'll hold on to it, and then you can go through the scanner – And then what I did was, like, I just had my pump, like, very visible. Like, if I was wearing a sweatshirt that would cover, I would just, like, put it out more so you could see it and then go through the scanner. And then, obviously, like, they're going to see it on the thing and then have you um, touch it to do, like, your finger testing. And then once you make it through that, then you go over to the area where they, like, had the bag of medication for the testing for that and then grab that. And that worked pretty well. And that was a lot faster than waiting to get patted down. But if you are like nervous about the scanner doing something to your pump, um, 
then you can just get patted down. And that's something you can talk to your doctor about too. Like I, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of um, different information out there that says different things about like what can and can't go through the x-ray and what can and can't go through the scanner. So it's kind of confusing, but yeah, definitely ask your doctor about that. And then the other thing I had too was um, I was told not to put any insulin in your checked bag because it goes like underneath the plane and it can get really cold under there. So that can mess with your medication as well. Hmm. So I would say just always like carry your insulin with you like in a bag and your carry on. So yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. And then the other thing too, um, I forgot about this, but I remember when we studied abroad, we did get a doctor's note as well to like carry with us that just said like that we're type one diabetic basically. And And this is all of our supplies. Like we need this to live. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Basically that. And like, I remember like not needing it at all. Like Mm -hmm. I don't like, because what are they going to do? I mean, they know you're diabetic. You have an insulin pump on you and all that stuff. But I mean, it was definitely a little bit of like a security blanket because we were trying to have problems. Yeah. And like, we didn't know for sure if we were going to need that in a different country or not, or like what Mm -hmm. kind of rules or regulations they were going to have. So yeah, we didn't, I remember not needing it at all, but just like having it on us was helpful. And if you are traveling to a different country too, I also remember downloading like Google Translate and um, searching just like simple words like type 1 diabetes or <laughs> like insulin dependent, those kinds of things um, so that you can like easily say that you're diabetic. Those to, phrases. Yeah. They might figure out something that you're saying at least. Yeah. But I feel like most people at the airport, they do speak English too. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like too, coming back from another country, like their security, I don't, I feel like our security is just, there's so much. And I feel Mm -hmm. like coming home, like from Germany or Italy and things like that, like it was like one little machine that you had to walk through basically. So Mm -hmm. it was like definitely way easier coming home than it was going there just because like way Mm -hmm. less stress. And it was just kind of like, okay, like go through here and it was just like so much easier. I feel like I remember that too. I was like so shocked at how easy yeah. it was to get through security in Italy to come home. Having all of that stuff is helpful for peace of mind when you're traveling with diabetes. So the last thing that I want to talk about is just like the issues that you can run into while you're traveling anywhere. Um, and kind of like if you have any tips on how to deal with issues and even just like how to enjoy your vacation with diabetes still because of course like there's going to be all these different stressors and different things that you're doing to get to your destination and then on top of that like having different factors that can affect your blood sugar is hard on vacation like I have not had very many vacations where I just have like perfect steady numbers just because there's so much going on but of course like you still want to enjoy your time and enjoy yourself so like how do you still enjoy yourself even though you might be having like tons of ups and downs on vacation yeah so also I just thought of this while you were saying that so Another thing too, like when you're traveling and I know, I feel like our first day in Italy, we kind of, I don't know if we were on top of it. I don't really remember, but like changing your time frame, just because like you get different basils at different times and it's like, oh my God, you know, then you're on a totally different schedule. So I don't remember if it was like the first day or the second day we ended up doing it, but we were like, yeah, I'm getting low in the night. Like what's going on? Yeah. Um, I forgot about that. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So 
um, I feel like that was a big thing, especially like even when I got to Germany, just because you're adjusting to like a whole new time zone too. And so I feel like that has a big impact on your blood sugars. But Mm -hmm. honestly, you know, I feel like when you're traveling, like it's a fun time and a like really good experience for you to go and do stuff. But you just have to like, keep in mind, like, you're not going to be perfect. Like you're eating foreign food. Like I would say, just don't be hard on yourself because you also like, you're there to enjoy yourself, you know? And if you have like a high blood sugar, just try and be like, okay, what did I eat? Or things like that. That way, next time when you go and have pizza again or gelato for the third time that day (laughs) that you're like, okay, you know, I didn't do enough last time and my blood sugar went high. So I'm going to try and do a little bit more this time. Um, I mean, I know it sucks. Like I was walking around Germany and we were at like a big beer festival and I was like, Olivia, I'm not feeling good. That was the German girl that I was staying with. (laughs) And she was like, like she went into the store and she's like, I'll get you this and I'll get you this. And her friends were like super nice and like super accommodating, but it's still just hard because you're like, I just want to travel and like have a normal life and not have to worry about this. Or like I wasn't on the CGM then. So like in a big crowd of people, I'm like trying to test my blood sugar and I'm just like, okay, please don't bump into me. So I don't get blood on you. But yeah, um, I just feel like going into it with the attitude of, you know, like, let's take it and take it as a learning lesson, basically. Mm -hmm. That way, you can have a good time still. Like, just don't read too much into it. And I know, like, Kate, you had some issues when we were in Italy, which we both kind of had a little bit higher blood sugars because we were eating, like, all carbs and gelato. We had gelato, like, three times a day every day. Like, we definitely lived it up. So... Yeah, and I think that's, like, an important thing, though, is, like, we had so much foreign food, which was obviously affecting our blood sugar differently, and, like, if I could go back, I would definitely be not as hard on myself for those things, because, like you said, you're just trying to enjoy yourself, and, like, you want to experience new things, try new things, and, like, I say, like, absolutely do that, even though um, you might be having, like, up and down numbers, and it's not, like, super in control or as in control as you would like, like, you still should enjoy yourself and still like take in the experience for what it is and just be kind to yourself. Like you, you can go into it knowing that things are not going to be, have more issues. Yeah. Like you're going to have more issues. You're going to run into those things, but don't let it ruin your trip. Don't let it ruin your day. Um, and just still enjoy those things and still do it because that's what we did when we were there. Yeah. We didn't let that gelato bring us down. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> um, still enjoy yeah. it. I just feel like, you know, obviously with diabetes, you're going to have highs and lows, but it's not what it does to you. It's how you handle the situation. So you can either get, like, really frustrated or you can be like, I'm in Italy. I'm just going to take this 300 blood sugar and be done with it, you know? Like, yeah. you, you got to have a good mentality about it. Otherwise, I feel like it could have an impact on your trip. So just go into it with, like, a positive attitude and – you know, things are going to be different and it's a whole different country and food and everything. So that would just be my, my advice for anyone traveling. Yeah. And that's like anywhere you go too. I mean, even if you're just Mm -hmm. traveling like from state to state or whatever, like you're still going to run into those things and having people with you who understand is helpful too. Like, I mean, a lot of people travel with their best friend or their family or whatever, and that's helpful even if they don't have type one diabetes, just for those people to like know what you're going through and to kind of like 
help you out when you're having highs and lows and stuff like that and to be support for you and that is what I loved about going to Italy with you because that's like what I wanted that's like exactly what I wanted is I wanted someone to go with to Italy because I was nervous about having diabetes and traveling alone and it was perfect that we were doing that together yeah like and we both had diabetes so it's helpful to like have someone to go through it with yeah definitely I agree and I feel like too like there were nights when we would come back and be like oh like we were on the walking tour and I just had to scarf down like two granola bars because my blood sugar wasn't coming up so it's just nice to have it was nice to have Kate and to relate to everything and her be like yeah like yesterday I had the same thing happen to me and like to know how it feels like it was just nice Mm -hmm. that like we were both in the same boat kind of thing yeah someone who like actually gets relate or understands is so helpful (laughs) Right. Seriously. So did you have any major issues that you ran into while you were traveling anywhere with diabetes? Honestly, I don't think so. My biggest thing was when I got held up at the airport and my bags were like 30 minutes behind. Like, I just feel like it adds more stress to the trip. I think that that was my only thing. And then just kind of like having higher blood sugars just when I was in Italy. But yeah, I mean, when I went to Germany, I don't think that I had, like, I I kind of like tried to document my numbers and stuff, but I didn't really have like any major issues. It's just mostly like your blood sugar was high or like things like that. But I mean, there was nothing that was like, would stop me from traveling or anything like that. It's just the normal things that come with diabetes. Yeah, definitely. Did cool. you have any like crazy experiences or anything? I never had any crazy experiences with like pump failures or I don't have a CGM, so I've never had that issue either. But yeah, none of that stuff. Just like I've always come prepared with backup stuff too, which has been helpful and just given me peace of mind. I'm very grateful that I haven't had any type of failures of devices or anything. So I felt pretty good about it. Just like the normal, like not knowing what factors are going to affect my blood sugar and then dealing that with that when I'm there. But it's not, it's never been anything that's like so crazy that I never want to travel again. So um, it's been good still. And like you said, it's a lot about like mindset and how you think of it and just going into it, knowing that things aren't going to be perfect when you are there and to just try to enjoy yourself anyways is Mm -hmm. a good lesson and something to keep working at and trying. So that's been helpful. And I think too, you know, if you are traveling alone, I think a good, good advice for you would be like letting someone know, like, say you meet up with a new group or something like let someone know in that group, like, Hey, I'm diabetic. So like, if I start acting funky, or whatever, like, then someone at least knows because like, when I was in Germany, my German friend just like, always was checking on me and was like, are you okay? Like, do you need food or, you know, things like that. So at least like making someone aware in case something happens, it's always a good idea to just be like, Hey, you know, I'm diabetic. So just keep an eye out. Like if something were to happen. Yeah, definitely. Cause Mm -hmm. I would say definitely don't let diabetes, um, discourage you from traveling alone. Like I personally, I mean, I've traveled alone before, but it's always been to like meet up with someone. Um, but I, I like the security of like having people with me and traveling with people. But if you're someone who likes to travel alone, like don't let diabetes discourage you from doing that. Like it's still completely possible and you can still have all the resources available to you and like supplies and 
packing lists and just like having those backups and stuff like that to be able to travel alone. And then I like what you said too, about just like, um, if you're traveling alone and you're probably going to meet people, like maybe just let them know Mm -hmm. that you're type one diabetic. So at least like someone in the vicinity knows about, um, what you're going through or what might happen to you. Yeah. Cool. Do you have any last minute travel tips or anything? I don't think they have a lot of stuff there. So that was great. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you so much for giving all your travel advice and tips. My last question for you is where can people find you on social media and follow along your journey? On Instagram, my name is Olson underscore 11. And then it's with two O's. It's not Ian, it's Owen. Um, and then it's just Heather Olson on Facebook. And then also too, um, I'm kind of like starting a new adventure in my life too. So I'm actually trying to start a diabetes nonprofit right now. And basically it's to empower people and make them like feel confident in their diabetes and give support to people that are newly diagnosed and things like that to make sure like they kind of had have an advocate and things like that. So um, I'm super excited. Today is like my first day of my adventure. So um, I'm just like really excited. And so if you guys have any questions or want to reach out to me, definitely feel free. So I'm just, I'm really excited to take this on. Yes. I am so excited for your new plans and for the nonprofit that you're going to be starting. Um, But yeah, definitely follow Heather on Instagram and look out for more information on that. And Heather will for sure be back on the podcast at some point. And hopefully at that point, you'll have everything up and running so we can give people all the details on that nonprofit. So thank you so much for coming. Thank you for having me. All right. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would help me out a ton if you could give me a rating and review. And if you'd like to connect with me, you know where to find me. I am on Instagram and TikTok at Thrivebetic, the same way that it's spelled in this podcast. And I will have all of Heather's information linked in the show notes so that you can find her and connect with her. Her Instagram handle is spelled H-O-L-S-O-N underscore one one so go find her and connect with her there and i will be back next week for another episode